only Eggland's best. You're a smart, hard-working roofing contractor. Save time with the Beacon Pro Plus app. The Beacon Pro Plus app works round the clock for material ordering, checking order history, and automated rebate tracking, saving valuable time, especially when working remotely. Beacon proudly offers GAF Timberline HDZ shingles with a 600% larger strike zone nailing area for faster, more accurate installations. You work hard, now work smarter. Sign up for free at beaconproplus.com today. Care. Whether it's your business or your family's health, the more care you put in, the better it will be. United Healthcare knows the difference care can make. It's why we offer plans that support your physical and mental health. And it's why we connect you to care whenever you need it with 24-7 virtual care. Because like you, United Healthcare knows what care can do. United Healthcare. Plan benefits may vary. A picture paints a thousand notes for an orchestra overseas. The image quickly went viral. A black man, Patrick Hutchinson, carrying to safety a white counter-demonstrator who'd been set upon at a Black Lives Matter protest in London this past summer. Look, look, look how we Now it's inspired a special piece performed by Europe's only ethnically mixed orchestra. Hutchinson was invited to the final dress rehearsal. I'm truly humbled and blessed for people to think that what I did has resonated with them so much that they would create music and poetry around it. As for that day last summer, Hutchinson says he just did what needed to be done. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Education officials in Nashville, Indiana are apologizing for what they call a reprehensible error. A photo of a sports team in the Brown County High School yearbook identifies one player as black guy. The superintendent says the yearbooks may be reprinted. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code FRUITS. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 10 o'clock p.m. Head on over to Larry's Dog House over on West Union Street in Athens. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of... or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. Hey, it's Randy. We'll talk hubcaps, tips on buying a used car, and catch up with gearhead and comedian Bill Engvall. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. This is Ken Ryan. I'm Ryan. 
for probate and juvenile judge of Athens County. Since 1992, I've served Athens County in many ways. I've been a public school teacher for 12 years, government official and attorney for children, the elderly, and mentally ill. I've represented 115 children in juvenile court alone. After 28 years of service and more than 1,000 cases in probate and juvenile court, I've developed a level of experience that is unmatched in this race. Cast your vote for the experience choice. Pay for by Ken Ryan for judge. Local folks have been coming to White's Mill for generations, and chances are it's where your great-grandparents have their corn ground into meal or feed. Today, White's Mill has been renovated into the most unique retail space around. You'll find everything from local grown pottery, Native American jewelry and leather goods, to grown supplies, pet supplies, and all your bird feeding needs. White's Mill, because great service never gets old. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and, better yet, 1.5 miles after the Richland Avenue roundabout on 682. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM City lights being reflected in the skies. It's a Tuesday, folks. Yes, indeed. Scott's here. I'm here. And um, let's see here. Let me get my papers in order. Um, yeah, that's right. There might be one more. Or no, I can do it from here, I'll bet, Scott. Okay. Um, boom, 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 boom. Well, anyway, good morning. The, um, let's see. I literally just walked into the, uh, studio a moment ago <laughs> because I was I got involved in another project and lost track of what time it was so uh, forgive me but that's two days in a row I've done it right um, let's see here uh, today is the 21st day of October it is also um my wedding anniversary and um, you know the first time I got married it was your traditional wedding situation oh you're back in good guess what I'm missing what a stiff one well, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, anyway, it was a traditional wedding, and many people attended and all that sort of thing. 
and um, then then um, when I got married the second time in uh, 1987 um, oh mercy who was the pastor at um, First Presbyterian Tom uh, I'm embarrassed I know him well I liked him anyway Edison no no. Just a wild guess. Tom Edison. <laughs> he was an inventor. Uh, no. Anyway, um, Tom Fisher. There we go. I was close. One letter off. Oh. I e see. and F. Okay. <laughs> um, we just um, dressed up nice. And went up and, um, mercy, it's a tight one. See if you can do that. All right. What did I do this morning? Vacuum sealed. I'm, you know, I'm batching it here for a, a month or so. And did you get it? Yeah, it's got vacuum. I there think. you go. I think. Yes, sir. Um, anyway. So, you know, I'm doing all the morning rituals, feeding the dogs and the, the our cat and uh, making the coffees and, you know what I mean, all that stuff. And it's, I think, well, anyway, let me get back to my story. So, in 1987, um, my second marriage... It was just uh, Tom Fisher, the Reverend Tom Fisher, at First Presbyterian here in Athens. And um, and I think the church secretary uh, witnessed, and it was just a very quiet, nice thing. But I made this terrible mistake, and the mistake was not having my our kids present it just it was one of those things we just wanted to do it quietly and proceed with our lives but um, anyway I feel real badly have ever since but, but today, you know what but today is our anniversary October 21st and so we're at our 33rd year. You were going to say. I was going to say you, you feel badly, and obviously it sounds like you have some regrets. And again, what I've mentioned to people before about carrying those with them mm -hmm. is you, you can carry them with you all you want, but you know what? In the end, there's not a thing you can do about it now except oh, talk about it like, yeah. like we are. So... With that, you know, you 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 move forward and say, I "Well, think, I think Jackie's feelings were very hurt." Man, I'm I'm sorry about that, and and I don't mean to dismiss your regrets or, <laughs> you know, your wishes that you wish you would have done something different. However, you know, it's unfortunate that it 
that, that it happened the way it did. That sure. you could have made it better. Now that you look back, you know what they say about hindsight. 2020. Yes, always. Wish I woulda, coulda, shoulda. Well, anyway. Um, <clears throat> There's your pep talk for the morning. Thank you. <laughs> I accept it. I really do. Okay. Um, well, this is hard to read, this one report, isn't it? Yes. And today was, um, as I said, Wednesday. It's October 21st. It's also my anniversary. There we go. Happy anniversary. Um, Pat is in California. Uh, she got there successfully yesterday. I got all sorts of photographs over uh, late into the evening of... Um, uh, the different dogs and and uh, everything as she visits our California clan. Um, Good. Glad she got there okay. Yeah. She was tired, but, I mean, she gets tired easily anyway. Me too. Okay. So, let's see here. Um, what shall we do? There are 71 days left in this year now. Um... Let's see, on this date in 1879, Thomas Edison perfected, uh, well, anyway, invented a good electric light bulb in his laboratory in Menlo Park, New Jersey. But when you think about all the advances to lighting over the years. Oh, my. <clears throat> yeah. Now, you know, the other day I was talking to someone who was saying, you know, we used to get your radio station where they live. And they say, uh, now, we don't get it as well at night and um, things like that. They, they said it doesn't come in as well as it used to. Folks, it's the light bulbs. Um, the energy-efficient light bulbs create a certain degree of man-made radiation. Now, whenever you hear the term radiation, you think of it as being bad for your health, right? Yeah. Uh, that's That's not the kind of stuff we're talking about, but it does create man-made interference as well to other radiation sources. So, um, you know, when I, when my dad was alive and living in Worthington, he had a little clock radio on the uh, kitchen counter and he could tune the station in during the day. Not not in the early mornings or the late nights, but during the basic part of the day. And I'm talking about this station you're listening to right now, WATH 970. And he could, through some static, you know, sh sh sounds and so on, he could hear the station well enough to let us know when we did something wrong. <laughs> 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 and um, that can't happen anymore because of all of these new technologies that have created this man-made interference 
of of light lighting devices and all sorts of things like that and um, yeah they save some you know they save some juice as the expression goes um, yeah they do you know I've, I've had people tell me that they can't get the the station signal so I asked them do you have your radio sitting near a refrigerator or the right. oven or something like that. Well, yeah. And then move, move it away from there and see what happens. Right, try a different location. Yeah. And they move it and they go, wow. Yeah. That made a huge difference. So if you And sometimes, that happen, sometimes just the orientation of the antenna yep. that's built in. Yeah. So if you just even left it where it was, but rotate it maybe 45 degrees one way or the other, mm-hmm. it can make a world of difference. Yeah, or, or put it near a window. I, I do that, yeah. and it, it does make a huge difference on the reception. So, And what we're telling you is not unique to our station. This yeah, is exactly. true of, of uh, anywhere, any station. Yes. All right. Well, let's see here. Let's move on. Highlights in history. Um, so we told you about the light bulb. Um on this date in 1797, the U.S. Navy frigate Constitution, also known as Old Ironsides, was christened in Boston Harbor. In 1892, schoolchildren across the United States observed Columbus Day, according to the Gregorian date by reciting for the first time the original version of the Pledge of Allegiance, written, of course, by Francis Bellamy um, for, the, for the, youth's, the Youth's Companion. If you're a comic book person, Wonder Woman, 1941, made her debut on this date. I um I liked Mad Magazine. I suppose it still is in business, but um, I was not a real good copy. I'm sorry, what cartoon book? Comic book. Comic book. There we go. Thank yeah. you. Um, fan, but but I am now just curious since it came up. Does Mad Magazine still exist? Um, it was kind of I, sat- very satirical. Uh, it is not. Mad Magazine ended the newsstand run of this satire publication. Uh, came off the magazine newsstands after a 67-year run. And that happened when? Uh, the last Mad Magazine was published in November of 2017. So just three years ago. Wow, Alfred E. Newman. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know some. I've in my lifetime, I've run across a couple guys that resemble him. <laughs> <laughs> how unfortunate! Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just yeah. I, I, you know, how you look at someone, you think that person looks like, and then you finally figure it out who it is. But it was, it's it was interesting, funny. you know, um, and they were funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was watching um, The Voice. There we go. The Voice last night. And one of the last guys to perform sounded very operatic. And, uh, and in fact, they... I don't think they showed his face until he was all done. But they were showing more of the reactions of the various four judges, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's always interesting when you finally get to see their face, how they match up with their performance. Yeah. And uh, he was particularly good-looking guy. Uh, and... Anyway, just it's all so interesting life. Yeah, it is. Well, we have a caller. Good morning. Yes, sir, Dave. How are you today? We're doing well. How about you? Well, I got a little late. I heard you. Was you talking about comic books, old comic books? Just a little. Uh, you might have mentioned this one, but I think it was one. Was there one called Archie? I think there was. Yeah, I do, too. I don't know. I'm not an ex- this is not an expert area for me at all, but... Well, I mean, hey, I- so you're, you're a lot older than I am, so you, I thought maybe you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. And then, so yeah, I, didn't. Uh-huh. So I don't guess. I don't think we're much different from five years between us. Uh-huh. That's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. I didn't mean that. No, I think Scott's got his nose beat. So I think he's wrong old age pension, so. <laughs> well, let's see. I, I know. That's not true, is it? Was it? Uh, that's not true. Well, Scott's true. just younger. You're younger than I am, right? Oh, much. Oh, yeah. What do you mean, yes, much? Lots, yes. Okay. Lots. <laughs> Decades. Yes, Scott is a young man here. Yeah, yeah, you, right. you didn't have to emphasize that word quite like much. Yes. Decades. Uh, you guys have a nice day now. You too. Thank you. Thanks yes, for the call. <laughs> no, I, hope the ring, I hope the ring stays away today. Well, I think it's supposed to. And I think we're supposed to have a really nice day. Yes. That's what they're saying. Now, what a question. Maybe you don't know the answer. I'm sure I don't think I do. How many people are they going to allow in the high State game Saturday? Uh, you know? I thought it was uh, none. Well, it's 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 no fans, but uh, they're going to allow oh, really? family members, and they're, family they're, members yeah, they're estimating about uh, 1,600 total. Oh, well, so, I know this guy lied to me because he said, well, they're going to allow 16,000. I said, you're full blown because there's only about 16,000 people there. Well, <laughs> actually, a lot of the stadiums are doing that 11, 12, yeah. 16 right zone. But uh, yeah. the Ohio in the Big Ten, I think, oh, okay. they've yeah. said uh, yeah. um, a couple tickets per family. Oh, I see. Per player, well, yes. Uh, if you go next to cardboard or anything around the station out there, get a piece about the size of your height and draw a picture of a space you can if you want. And take that thing, and next time you go somewhere, Rick, take everybody and stand beside you and say, well, I'm just beside myself today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got to have a little comedy every now and then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you don't like this kind of boring. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. You Thank too. You. You Bye-bye. Too. All right. Uh, yeah. That was, that was good. Okay. <laughs> Did he mention a comic book called Archie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, about the comic strip, Archie. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see here. What else can we mention? Hey, speaking of, you know, uh, appearances on The Voice, while you were talking about that, that reminded me, do you remember the lady that came out on American Idol 
And the judges, including Simon Cowell, were kind of like giggling amongst themselves when Susan Boyle walked oh. out. Yeah, okay. And I felt so bad for that lady, but well, she blew them away. I felt bad because they how were do, basically how do I making say? fun of her, and I didn't like that. She blew them away with singing, I Dreamed a Dream, and it was beautiful. I thought I was rooting hard for that lady. Come on, let you can do it, and she did it. Um, she was not especially attractive, and most performers that get on the stage there for that type of a program uh, do have some degree of of um, good appearance but um, now the interesting thing is that since that whole experience she's undergone some I suppose it's counseling or advice and and she looks much nicer well, I thought now that she became famous but her yeah. voice overshadows anything else she was beautiful then, and beautiful now. Beautiful voice, and you know, if she would have came out on that show, The Voice, where they have the chairs turned around mm. and they can't see the singer, but when they like this song, how they sound, they punch that button and the chair wheels around 180 degrees. So, what was the name of the show she did appear on? American Idol. Okay, I get it. Yeah, but I guarantee you, if she would have been on a, on The Voice. They all four would have hit their button yeah. immediately, right? To turn around. All right. That's a beautiful song. <clears throat> and there's a couple others now that she has done so often. They're just yes. You don't want to hear anybody else but her do them. Yeah. All right. It almost brought a tear to my eye when she was singing that very first time on American Idol. I used to watch that show. I'm like, you got, come on, don't do that. Before she started singing. And boy, did she show them. I always like to root for the underdogs. Um, let's see here. Let's, let's uh, see if we can find some birthdays today. All right. <clears throat> Actor Joyce Randolph, 96. Rock singer Man from Man, 80. Uh, singer Elvin Bishop, 78. Judge Judy, right? Shanglin, uh, 78 from TV. Actor uh, Everett McGill is 75. Dick Christie, another actor, 72. Benjamin Netanyahu, the uh, prime, uh, prime minister over in Israel, 71 today. And get, get Lee Lochnane in, in there, too. Uh, huh? Lee Lochnane of Chicago, I think he's 74. Oh, it is there. Yeah, I missed it. Yeah, he's a trumpeter in... In Chicago, the band. Okay. Fantastic trumper. Um, going on. 
Catherine Hardwick, movie movie director, sixty five. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, reading a bunch of names, not a one I recognize. Actor Jeremy Miller, seven, uh, 44. Well, l- the youngest person listed, a country singer, Kane Brown. Kane spelled with a K, who's 27. All right. So much for this report. Where are all these pages now? Put them over here. Today is bra day. That's not what you think. It isn't? It is not. Are you ready? I... I don't know why I thought... Why is what I thought bad? Well, it's not bad. Okay. But just... What, uh... But you're saying it stands for something else. It does. Okay. Lay it on me. It stands for Breast Reconstruction Awareness Day. Wow. Because of breast cancer. Yeah, sure. Well, I but never would have known that. Yeah, but just to read it, you know, thinking, yeah. okay, where is the significance of that? Uh, women might have, obviously, a different opinion of that, uh, but that's what it is, Breast Reconstruction Awareness Day. Third Wednesday in October. It brings a special focus on an area of concern. However, few shine a light on options after mastectomy or lumpectomy, like BRA Day USA. Okay. We could go another direction with this a little bit. Um, What about surgeries that enhance the body? As in plastic? Well. Elective? Cosmetic? Cosmetic. Uh, I, I don't know what it would be called. I'll go with cosmetic. All right. Um, breast enhancement. Or um, some, like their, their, uh, their tush. <laughs> I can't think of a better, but, I guess. Um you know, or, um, of course, there's weight reducing. I get that. But, um, you know, there's so many things to uh, just to make your nose different or something like that. <clears throat> um, and there's some TV shows that cover that stuff. Oh, yeah. I... Um, like botched I, I, I is guess. One I'm say what? Botched is one of the programs, I think. Oh, I've never seen that, but uh, I don't think I want to, uh, given the no, the title. But um, you know, if someone's so disturbed 
by something about their body, their appearance, that they would want to go through all of that. And uh, what if it doesn't turn out the way they had hoped? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, there's always that possibility. Well, um, okay, so anyway, we got stuck on this broad day USA, which doesn't stand at all for, like, the, the piece of lingerie. It stands for Breast Reconstruction Awareness. Awareness Day. Yes. It's Medical Assistance Recognition Day. I swear we had that a couple days ago again. Something close to that, yes, we did. It's National Pumpkin Cheesecake Day. Mm. Hagfish Day. What is that? Hagfish is an eel. And uh, they are basically what they call bottom feeder of the ocean, where they clean up the ocean floor, mostly of um, of deceased and decaying, you know, uh, marine life. I'm sorry. I have done a good bit with the ocean. Diving, snorkeling, a lot of fishing. I don't know that term. Hmm. Hagfish. Yeah. It just never has appeared to me. Well, anyway, so it's hagfish. Yeah, day. it's basically an eel. What are, are they suggesting you, if you catch when you eat it? Um, it, well, again, it's an awareness type thing to to recognize, you know, the ecosystem cleaner upper, so to speak, that, uh, you know, they, they do such good things on the ocean floor to keep it as clean as they can mm-hmm. by scavenging well, throughout the depths of the oceans. Uh, we've got a couple more here. It's National Reptile Awareness Day. Once in a while, here at the station, we're very aware. <laughs> um, that is true. I can think of perhaps, well, I'm going to say six occasions during my uh, many years here at the station when a snake has uh, appeared in the building. And, um, of course, it creates a great deal of excitement. (laughs) To To say the least. Yeah. Yeah, for some Um, of us. (laughs) Some of you folks have seen, uh, like, the people that do litter collection out on on the highways, they have these um, grabbers that they, they squeeze it, but... Three feet away, there's a jaw, and it'll clamp onto something. Uh, We have two of those here in the building specifically for the snake thing. Uh, We've used them for other things too, of course. But the reason we first got them was were these experiences with snakes in the building. (laughs) So that we could capture them from afar, three feet away, and take them outside to find a new home. <laughs> yes, and thank goodness for those. The one, one of the tougher ones was in the ceiling. We have a, what do you call it, a 
Drop ceiling? Suspended ceiling. False ceiling, yeah. Uh, throughout the building. And... Um, <laughs> if one's up in there, you've got your work cut out for you. <laughs> yeah, I would say. And it's really odd to be doing a show and then have it crawl across the lighting lens above you. Uh, and that's happened. <laughs> okay. Listen to some of the names of those apparatuses that you mentioned there. Nifty Nabber Extension Arm with a Claw. A Grabbit Mini. Grip and Grab. Mr. Long Arm. Here's a good one. Reaching Tool. <laughs> Yeah, um, someone worked a long time. I tell time you, to get that they're made. very handy. Yeah, and uh, I recommend every garage have one. Um, but I have, uh, we have two here at the station. And I have two at home, and they're wonderful. Yeah, especially well, anyway. if you've got reptiles squirming about. You know, I have a third one at home, and it's it's a little more delicate. But uh, I'm five five, right? Short. Um, we have, um, in the kitchen, we have cabinets that go all the way up to the ceiling. Um, so we have one in the corner of the kitchen. And say it's a a particular wine glass that you rarely use, but you want to put it out for someone because, well, we had a guest the other night from William and Mary down in Williamsburg. Well, I have William and Mary wine glasses. So I could open the door and reach up there and grab it. You know what I mean. Yeah. It just uh, helps. Yep. Handy dandy. Boy, some odd names, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's see. We've given all those. Uh, historical events, the Battle of Trafal- Traf- Trafalgar. Where, there we go. Occurred on this date in 1805. Horatio Nelson was the British Admiral. He was shot and killed during that battle. And the British defeated the combined French and Spanish fleet. 1854 on this date, Florence Nightingale with the staff of 38 nurses is sent to the Crimean War. 1944, World War II, U.S. troops capture Aachen, right? A-A-C-H-E-N, which was, by the way, the first large German city to fall. 1948, the United Nations rejects Russian proposal to destroy atomic weapons. That's an odd one. Mm-hmm. Considering what happened. Mm-hmm. 1950, Chinese... Uh, all these things happen on this date, which is October 21st, but in different years. So in 1950, on this date, Chinese forces occupy Tibet. Well, you get the idea. Let's see here. We can look up some other birthdays and stuff here. Because many of these are unknown. Okay, wait a minute here. Why? What? What is the deal with Kardashians? (laughs) 
of drama. They have this family of very attractive women. I don't remember any men, but I'm sure they might be good-looking, too. I've never watched the show. Um, But I must admit, as I see different pictures of different ones, they do appeal to me. Their appearance. So we have uh, Kim Kardashian, who is celebrating her 40th birthday today. Now, these next three, their birthday would have been today, but none of them are alive. Whitey Ford, for example, baseball. Born in 1928 on this date, died this year. Yeah, not too long ago. Okay, Samuel Taylor Coleridge, C-O-L-E, Ridge, R-I-D-G-E, one word. Samuel Taylor Coleridge was an English poet, literary critic, philosopher, and theologian who, with his friend William Wordsworth, was the founder of the Romantic Movement in England and a member of the Lake Poets. He also shared volumes and collaborated with Charles Lamb, Robert Southey, and Charles Lloyd. Okay. Well, he was born on this date in 1772. He died in 1834. Alfred Nobel. I'm guessing... And I bet I'm right. Nobel Peace Prize. And I bet you are, too. He was a Swedish uh, Swedish chemist, engineer, inventor, businessman, and philanthropist. He held 355 different patents, dynamite being the most famous. The synthetic element Nobelium was named after him. Hmm. Well, he was born on this date in 1833. He died in 1896. Two famous deaths to mention here. One is Horatio Nelson. Uh, Based on the picture here, he was a top admiral of some kind. You are correct. He was a uh, first, also first Duke of Bronte, uh, also known simply as Admiral Nelson, was a British flag officer in the Royal Navy. So he died in 1805, but he was born in 1758. And the second name I've got is John T. Scopes, S-C-O-P-E-S, who died on this date in 1970. Now, what's his thing? He was a teacher in Dayton, Tennessee, who was charged on May 5th, 1925 with violating Tennessee's Butler Act, which prohibited the teaching of human evolution in yeah. Tennessee schools. Oh. He was tried in a case known as the Scopes Trial. I remember. In which he was found guilty and fined 100 bucks. Well, let's uh, update you on the uh, COVID stuff. Incidentally, tomorrow, 
I've been um, off all week in terms of what day of the week it is, but tomorrow is Thursday, and tomorrow um, Bob Reimer joins us live. Um, I think we'll be doing it via telephone. But Bob Reimer, of course, is our Athens City Police I'm sorry, Athens City Fire Chief. And um, we have this whole Halloween, uh, uh, the history of Halloween in Athens on Court Street, which this year would fall exactly on Halloween Day, the 31st, Saturday night. And uh, we'll, get, we'll get brought up to date on general activities of the fire department, but I specifically thought it would be neat to have him come in and try to tell, you, tell us or share with us some of the past stories of, you know, how they're pressed to duty um, during such an event. Now... And compounding that this year is that event is not allowed to happen. So, you know, how many runs are they going to have? And we've got, I'm trying to get... Um, Police Chief Pyle? Yes, Tom, Tom Pyle, um, also to come in on a different date. Because they'll even have a tougher job of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's amazing how many police officers from surrounding communities come in to volunteer uh, to help out. And maybe maybe they're not volunteers. Maybe they even get a buck or two. But whatever it is, I, I, I'm betting it's volunteer. Um, you know, our, our police force for that night generally is like three or four times what it normally is. It'll be interesting, you know, as I mentioned the other day about people who just routinely come here and, and may not even know that it has been canceled. You know, they driving I, in I town. I hope someone wasn't that dumb. I'm sure there will and be. Dumb, dumb's kind of strong, but, I mean, if you're going to go to a community and COVID's been around now for, what, 10 months? Yeah, one would think. You'd think you'd look ahead. Yeah, that they would be a little more you know, common sense about this and not be so uninformed and maybe even give a call to the city of Athens and say, hey, is Halloween happening? And they'd hang up on you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, let's this, this, this do the COVID stuff. So, uh, in Athens, uh, as of yesterday, 2 o'clock. Let me make sure I'm right. Today's Wednesday, right? Yes. Okay. All day. Um, the case count since this whole thing began. Athens yesterday reached 1,174 cases, which is 17 more than the day before. Of those, uh, you can do the math here, there were two deaths early on. 915 have recovered. 257 then are still active. 
of which 37 are in the hospital. So, when you talk about, um, we have 66,600 people in our county. To have 1,174 cases, that's 1.7% of our population. <coughs> Excuse me. By the way, I did that uh, away from the mic. It's just loud, so you heard it. Okay. Ohio. O-H. I-O. Okay. By the way, the first case in Athens of COVID was March 12th. The first case of COVID or coronavirus, whatever you choose to call it, in Ohio was March 1st. Um, in Ohio, as of yesterday, we have 185,639 cases. That's an increase of 2,015 cases from the day before. Now, 152,460 have recovered. They're done. They're over with it. Um, so, of the ones that are active cases, we have 3,597 in ICU units. We have 13,791 that are in a hospital setting. And that does not include the ICU. So a total of uh, 17,000 in hospitals. We have 10,708 presumably recovering at their home. And we've had 5,083 deaths. United States. Oh, the infection rate, I was going to tell you. Okay, so here in Athens County, as I said, 1.7%. In the state of Ohio, one6 Now, in the United States, 2.5. Okay, so going on, as of yesterday, there were 8 million, there, I should say there has been 8,255,429 cases. Of those, 2.6% passed, which is 220,058. 
worldwide. Worldwide, there have been now cases of 40,000, I'm sorry, 40 million, 40 million, 425,663. Now, remember I told you Ohio had um, 1.7%, I'm sorry, Athens had 1.7%, Ohio had 1.6%, the U.S. had 2.5%. Worldwide, it's 0.5%. Um, yeah, there's a lot of countries that have had it, but there's far more that haven't. And so when you look at the um, 7.8 billion people, it's, it's well, anyway. Okay, so um, did I give those figures already? For the world? Um, not sure if you did. Well, I'll do it one more time. Okay. 40,425,663 have been diagnosed. Now, certainly the majority of those have recovered. The death rate, 1,118,600. Oh my, I had no no idea how late it was. Moving right along. I do we have time for course, coach? Um yeah, probably. I hope have so. Have to go up. Where is it? Go up. Uh, I'm up. <laughs> oh, you mean up here? Yes. Okay, here we go. I N E P G N F Tech 2468 Who do we appreciate? weekly midweek visit with Coach Art Turf in between football games and this... That's right. You know, this is my favorite part of the week. You know, we're not worried about what's happening in the last ball game. It's too early to look forward to the next ball game. We're right in between, and this is a perfect time to let all the fans know just exactly what kind of place NF Tech has in the history of football. We talk a little bit of football history at NF Tech, and I've been amazed, Coach, to find out all of the terminology that actually developed uh, right here at your school. Well, not only that, a lot of stuff that folks say and use and do about the game of football started right here. Well, what have you got for us this week in the way of inept tech football history? Well, I, th- I figured you being in the media, uh, uh, one of them radio, TV uh, uh, folks, what broadcast ball games and all that kind of thing, probably familiar with, with the isolated camera. You know, uh, that's uh, one of them things that they use on TV, like they focus it on somebody that's not always in the play, like they show how a wide receiver gets open or what uh, a running back does before he takes a handoff or what happens to the quarterback after he lets go of the ball, you know, lets the fans know something about the inside of football. And Are you going to tell me that, that your school actually had something to do with the invention of the isolated camera? 
That's right. You know, a uh, fella by the name of uh, Lumpkin, Lens Lumpkin, uh, was a fella what took our game films back in the early 1960s. And back in about 1961, you know, we didn't use but one camera for the whole ball game. You know, you just shot your game films and, and you sent it on to the coach of the team that you was going to be playing next week. And that coach sent his game films to y'all. And that's how come we've swapped game films around. And then, of course, now one week, old Lens, you know, Lens uh, has had a problem with his uh, concentration not always staying where it was supposed to and and uh, what he liked to do is take his chewing gum and stick it on the camera so it would stay put it was kind of a wobbly thing and and uh, and uh, what we wound up with was the camera focused in just one spot on our defense and when we sent the game films onto the coach for the next week he said he listen coach you know we really wanted to thank you for sending them game films because it focused on your middle linebacker and hey he was your best player and we found out how to defense him and that's how come we got beat i believe he was 86 and zip the next week and so that how isolated Cameron was born, just a piece of chewing gum started right here at NF Tech back in 1961. The origin of the isolated camera. That's how it started. And I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. <laughs> now, the message is we're not going to have time to finish this today. <laughs> have a wonderful day out there. 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Breaking news from Washington. Justice Department officials tell the Associated Press Purdue Pharma, the company that makes OxyContin, will plead guilty to three federal criminal charges as part of a settlement of more than $8 billion. The deal does not release any of the company's executives or owners, the Sackler family, from criminal liability in the country's opioid crisis. Thirteen days before the election, all political eyes are on the swing state of Pennsylvania. Former President Obama will headline a drive-through rally for Joe Biden outside the Eagles Stadium in Philadelphia. He posted a video to Twitter yesterday. Pennsylvania's 20 electoral. I know Joe better than almost anybody. I trust him to be a great president. President Trump in Erie last night corresponded Ed O'Keefe. Pennsylvania's 20 electoral votes are critical to the president's re-election. The latest CBS News battleground tracker shows him trailing Democratic rival Joe Biden in a state Mr. Trump won four years ago by about 44,000 votes. An investigation is underway into email threats to voters in Florida. The messages threaten to come after people who don't vote for President Trump. We are in possession of your information, it claims. It says you are currently enrolled as a Democrat. We have gained access to the, quote, voting infrastructure. It ends with, vote Trump or else. The emails appear to have been sent from a proud 